The scripture is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Today we begin a new year in the church calendar with an old-fashioned rally day. Because of COVID, we are celebrating with carloads of members driving in vehicles past the church safely to receive treats, bubbles, hand sanitizers, and warm greetings, most importantly, from staff members and lay leaders. What a strange way to kick off the new year indeed. But why not? We are, after all, in a strange and wondrous time and it looks like we will be here for quite a while. This COVID pandemic has forced us to imagine life in the face of unexpected restrictions and limitations foisted upon us. We are doing our work out of makeshift offices and living rooms and hallways. Dining rooms and kitchen tables have become classrooms. Strangers show up on our doorsteps with groceries and our takeout dinners. We're growing accustomed to face masks and six feet of space between us. We attend church services on porches or together in the outdoor sanctuary on camping chairs. Just six months ago, we could never have imagined that this is what our lives would be. Notwithstanding the grief and loss of so much, it is a wonder how society has adapted so quickly to our new reality. We've shown we are a resilient people. So in this light, Montview is naming our church year's theme, a time of wonder. This idea of wonder might need a bit of unpacking. Wonder can be explained in two ways. First, it is related to an attitude or, or a posture of awe, marvel, astonishment, and surprise in response to beauty. And second, 
Wonder has to do with curiosity, to ask questions. I wonder is often how we phrase a question that will take us in a new direction. I wonder is the beginning of a pursuit to understand that which we do not understand. The poet Rilke said, we must live the questions and then gradually we will be able to live our way into the answer. To question is to wonder and to wonder is the beginning of wisdom. Questioning is at the heart of being a creative human. To wonder lies at the threshold between what we assumed is possible to what can be possible. The moment we allow ourselves to utter the words, I wonder, I wonder if, we've allowed our minds to open up to a new horizon or a new frontier. To wonder is to loosen our grip on certainty. A question is like a lantern, said poet John O'Donohue. A question can illuminate a new path. It's unusual to choose an Advent story in September, but why not begin with the most wonder-filled story? And that's the story of the angel's announcement of an impending pregnancy to an unwed, poor teenage girl living in a backwater town called Nazareth. Now, angels always bring terrifying and astonishing messages. And the angel's intrusion in Mary's life upended what was probably set to be a pretty fixed path for a girl like her. Mary was given news that day that literally seemed inconceivable. At first, Mary said, there could be no way for this to happen. But the angel assured her, nothing is impossible for God. And for a mere second, Mary must have allowed a sliver of possibility to open up inside her. Mary allowed herself to wonder, what if what the angel says is true? Which led her to a yes to the divine interruption in her life. The Christian gospel is a message filled with wonder. Mary was willing to open her heart just wide enough to be the channel for God's impossible dream. In the next section of chapter one, the story goes on to capture Mary's song, a song of revolutionary vision of a new world coming. Mary's child, God's son, Jesus, would usher in God's kingdom where the poor would be lifted up and the rich would be brought low. I want to share the first of six stanzas of Lawrence Ferlinghetti's poem, I Am Waiting. Like Mary's song in Luke 2, Ferlinghetti's poem is revolutionary. He writes, I am waiting for my case to come up, and I am waiting for a rebirth of wonder, and I am waiting for someone to really discover America and wail. And I am waiting for the discovery of a new symbolic Western frontier. And I am waiting for the American Eagle 
to really spread its wings and straighten up and fly right. And I am waiting for the age of anxiety to drop dead. And I am waiting for the war to be fought, which will make the world safe. And I am perpetually awaiting a rebirth of wonder. He published this poem in 1958. And we still live in an age of anxiety. Most of us are worried about the future health of the Earth's climate. We are worried about our nation's racial and political crises. We fear just what toll this COVID virus will finally demand of us before a vaccine is ready. Could it be that in these days of pandemics, God is calling us to ask serious questions, courageous questions, questions that might actually bring change. Is God asking us to imagine a rebirth of wonder to live differently? The late Vincent Harding, an African-American historian of religion and society wrote this, America is not a finished, sharp-edged piece of granite, but instead malleable clay, still seeking, taking, giving shape. What is the America that we dream of, that we hope for, that we vow to bring into being?" End quote. And Langston Hughes said, let America be the dream the dreamers dreamed. We can mold the world like malleable clay when we dare to question if the way we have shaped it already is the way it has to be. Can life be different from the one to which we've grown accustomed? Yes, our belief in a God who entered the world in a baby is a wonder-filled message that nothing is fixed. We've been given the agency to shape our communities around the values of justice and compassion. And we are the dreamers whom God will use to be channels of rebirth. Our understanding of God is working in the world, is not set in sharp-edged granite. And it's seductive to think the only way to understand God is the way we ourselves understand God. As it's been said, when we think God cares about all the issues we care about, or that God votes like we do, we know we've put God in a box of our own design. My family has been fans of the TV show, The Simpsons, for many, many years. And one of my favorite Simpsons episodes has Homer, a theologian in his own right, accidentally caught up with missionaries on a remote island in the Pacific. And on the island, they build a church. And when they're finished with the small square church, Homer stands back and says, I don't know a lot about God, but I think we built a, a pretty nice cage. I hope that we don't put God in a cage of our own construction. 
it never works anyways because the spirit is wild and the Holy Spirit goes where she wills. In the next two months, we have to take time to wonder what a generous and compassionate world might look like. There's only going forward. So let's ask good questions and be curious about what is ahead for all of us. And let's make our decisions on how to vote based on careful thought and prayer. Let's weigh our values and vote our conscience to shape the world into the world God plans and dreams and envisions for all people will require our imagination and our trust that the wonderful message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is with God, all things are possible. May it be so. Amen.